from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Piet, I have one question for you, my friend. What's going on, Jordan? Are you ready for Rocktober? I'm ready for Rocktober! The Pfizer Forum. (laughs) Yeah. Man, this is nuts. So we are approaching... A pretty stunning week of programming at Pfizer Forum, which of course stunning. is a new Bucks Arena. Uh, it's it's pretty jaw-dropping when you look at it, especially if you're a rock fan. The kind of shows we're going to see in a five-day period, starting uh, Tuesday with Metallica yep. playing Pfizer Forum. First show in Milwaukee in eight years. The next night, Foo Fighters are here. Yep. First show, I think, since 2011 or something like that in Milwaukee. The night after that, it's the Eagles are playing at Pfizer Forum. Then you've got the official Bucks home opener. Just a slip in, you just know. Just a slip in after the Just Eagles. a little basketball game. Yes, yes. And then after that on Friday, the official Bucks uh, home opener on uh, October 20th, Saturday, 21 Pilots playing a sold out show at Pfizer Forum. So we're talking about four uh, very different, uh, very huge rock bands yeah. playing in a five day span at the new arena, which is pretty mind boggling. This is almost more mind boggling than the best week of Summerfest I can ever remember. I yeah. mean, this is a lot of huge acts in one week. Yes. Uh, and, you know, I did a story when the Bradley Center closed down, looking back on 30, mm-hmm. 30 years of concerts at the Bradley Center, which obviously had incredible artists that played there. I, I remember there was one month where they had U2 and the Rolling Stones within a two-week period. I mean, they're, you know, they obviously did an amazing job. It was a, it was a really strong venue in terms of uh, pulling shows in, but they never had anything like this. Never. Where it was, you know... One massive rock tour right on top of the other like that, all in a week. Uh, all, yeah. And for it to be happening in like month two is, is pretty impressive. Uh, I talked to uh, Raj Saha, who's the general manager yeah. of the Bucks uh, Arena, uh, about this. And, and basically, this has all kind of been in place since November. And from his perspective, you know, he talked to all the different parties, all the different promoters. There's a lot of excitement around the honeymoon period yep. of an arena. We talked about this before where, you know, people expect that uh, a new venue will attract, you know, fans who might buy a ticket that they may not otherwise get because yeah. people really want to experience that new venue. And and we've talked before, I think it's a really impressive venue in a lot of ways in terms of it's just a very inviting kind of place and the sight lines and sound is much better there than it was much the Bradley better. Center. So I think just the buzz around the venue would be more of an incentive for people to go in. And the other thing that was really appealing too to him was that at the Bradley Center, uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't run by the Bucks. Right. So another big key thing that really attracted these tours is that since the Bucks are running the arena, you've got kind of more of a streamlined marketing approach. Um, so they're going to be using kind of Bucks materials yes. to promote the shows and and vice versa. And it's just more kind of synergy that way and more outreach that way. And, and I think that's also really appealing to tours too. I'm interested to see what this means for the downtown area, just in general, the amount of traffic, the amount of human beings that are going to be downtown Milwaukee in that week. Yeah. I mean, I've lived in the city for a long time. I cannot remember this much energy happening in that corner. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see. And, uh, you know, um, if you go to jsonline.com, uh, uh, you'll be seeing, uh, if it's not up now, soon, a story that's kind of looking at, at what this impact might mean, what it means for, for the arena. But certainly, I mean, they, you know, I talked to Raj about how there were some bars that talked about, you know, anecdotally how well business was for like when Justin Timberlake was here, that was a full house. You've got basically four nights like that because Metallica is basically sold out. Foo Fighters really is sold out. 21 Pilots is sold out. Eagles is sold really well. 
Um, so you're going to have, I mean, you know, with Metallica in the round, especially you're going to have like 18,000 people there. Um, so they're expecting kind of their biggest week of shows in terms of, you know, food sales and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's definitely going to have a ripple effect downtown. And if it succeeds, if people really love it, if these shows are successful, there's no major hiccups or screw ups. Uh, this could bode well for the arena and extend that honeymoon period even further. Metallica. Foo Fighters, 21 Pilots, these are all big shows. Of course, Eagles as well, but we lost Glenn Fry in 2016, and I'm interested to see what the performance is like without him. We're going to talk about that and what it's like to see Fleetwood Mac coming up, or even Roy Orbison, who's coming to town as a hologram. Stay tuned, that's next on Tapped In. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Well, Piet, there's no shortage of veteran rock and rollers that are going to be in our city in this next little period of time. October brings us Fleetwood Mac, Eagles, and a hologram version of Roy Orbison tour. But that begs the question, at what point are you missing kind of the best parts of these concerts? Yeah, and this is something that I think we're going to have to kind of wrestle with and talk about for a bit. Um, we've seen this year especially a lot of veteran rock acts. I mean, the concert business is doing stronger than ever, and rock and older acts kind of lead that because boomers got the money to go see these acts, and they want to see them before they stop touring. Yeah, uh, it's like bucket list checkoffs. Yeah, exactly. So all these farewell tours, you know, Elton John, who's coming to, to Milwaukee, and you've got uh, Ozzy Osbourne, and Paul Simon just wrapped his farewell tour, and... You know, Neil Diamond had to end because of uh, Alzheimer's and all these all these acts who are, you know, Kiss is going to do a farewell right. tour um, that are doing this. But are they gone forever? Because with with uh, Roy Orbison, uh, you know, who did die uh, many, many years ago, he's coming back as a hologram coming to the Pap Theater. And then you've got, got these groups that are very different from the groups that you remember. The Eagles don't have Glenn Fry, who is a key member. Key. And I figured, you know, I thought they were already kind of talking about bringing the Eagles to an end before he suddenly mm-hmm. and surprisingly passed away in 2016. But they're back, and they're back without Glenn Fry. Uh, and you've got Fleetwood Mac too, which is coming back to Milwaukee to play at Pfizer Forum uh, October 28th, and they're playing without Lindsey Buckingham. Um, are these shows worth seeing? And this isn't just on the big level shows either. I mean, the MC50 show that just came to town, uh, the MC5, you know, most of the members of the group not around with us anymore. Even on the punk rock level, the Subhumans just played at the Cactus Club and we didn't have all the original members. I start to wonder to myself, uh, again, are you missing out on your favorite parts of these shows when they're not even the actual people who wrote, sang, performed those songs? I know I had this conversation with my father we went to see Earth, Wind, and Fire, and that in itself was a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, with that, you have an animated show, but you can only do so much, especially if you're going exactly. in looking for certain key members to be there. I felt the same way with Blink-182. Yeah. Tom DeLonge is in it, and it just doesn't work, even though you've got, you know, Matt Skiba there from Alkaline Trio, who, you know, is, Alkaline Trio is great. Right. Uh, but, but, but they're but, not Blink-182. No. And, and Matt <laughs> Skiba doesn't really have the great contrast with Mark Hoppus that Tom DeLonge did in terms of chemistry, in terms of, of the vocal yeah, style. Yeah, right, exactly. You just miss, it's t- it feels like a cover band. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, the first one coming up is this Eagles show mm-hmm. um, without Glenn Fry, who, again, I, I my thought was... You know, I remember seeing them on the, I think it was the Emmys, do a tribute to Glenn Fry. And after that, I was like, man, I, I hope this is it because I feel like it was just kind of a somber mm, performance. Glenn yeah. Fry really was a big part of that band. And I felt like this, it's time for the band to, to end. Uh, that was my initial feeling. 
They did not end. Uh, but interestingly, they brought in uh, Glenn's son, Deacon, who's his replacement. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, maybe as, as far as replacements go, maybe that makes the most sense. Well, and then I think this Roy Orbison conversation is even above a step of this, where when we first saw the hologram technology, let's not forget about Tupac at Coachella. That yeah. was a very buzzworthy thing. Everyone was talking about that. And I have to say, in hindsight, it was actually kind of tastefully done. Mm-hmm. It was a surprise moment. It was a moment in the set. Yeah, a moment. And it was gone. But now we're talking about... Uh, I'm the really the proposition is will you buy a ticket to sit and watch something that is no way shape or form going to interact with you in essence you're watching a movie in three dimensions uh this is a very weird thing that we're starting to do and I'm wondering are audiences going to latch on to this do you think these uh hologram shows are here to stay I don't know uh you know I can't imagine that they are and but we'll just have to kind of see, or, or as a touring production, we'll have to see. This is the first uh, hologram tour that's coming to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. There's been some holograms that have been used yeah. before. Um, Isn't there a Michael Jackson hologram tour? I think? Uh, there, or there was. No, well, there was a Michael Jackson hologram performance on the Billboard Awards. That's what it was. Um, yes. Which was also very strange. Yes. I mean, I remember watching that and just yes. thinking, this is very strange. Yes. It felt kind of gross. It mm-hmm. just, it just did not really work. Um, I remember there was like a hologram moment with uh, Carrie Underwood's show, I think when she came through and she had like a Brad Paisley hologram and uh, Dirk Bentley had like an L. King hologram. And some people like in the back were like, oh my gosh, they're there. But I mean, if you if you weren't in the back yeah. and you were closer, I just felt yeah. it was like a very distracting, weird kind of thing to see them kind of interact with this digital you know, creation. Uh, it was just very strange. And with this Roy Orbison uh, hologram tour, we've been told that, you know, there's going to be a, a live orchestra behind them. Of course, a live yes, band. yes. Apparently, the Orbison hologram will interact with the band, uh, which obviously is a pre-programmed sort of deal where you're, yeah. me- you're meant to have this sort of interaction with Orbison. Do you think they have options? Like, we can do re- we can do reaction A or reaction B. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get to that point. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know. The crowd is not applauding loud enough. Hit sequence yeah, three. Yeah. <laughs> where it'll just be like, hello, Milwaukee. How are you tonight? Yeah, I think it'll totally be it's like that. It's so good to be in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. So- I don't know. I'll be really curious to see how this does. This is a big uh, question mark. It's all you know. It's directed by the guy who did Million Dollar Quartet, which is well received on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So you know, and this has the fa- this has the blessing of the family. This isn't like a Prince situation where there was rumors or big right. Prince hologram and Prince hated hologram technology. This is one where the family's all about it. And uh, I think Roy Orbison's son did an interview where he said he felt he like teared up because it was for him it was very moving and emotional. So. We'll have to see, but from from my perspective as an outsider, as a, as an Orbison fan, I I just can't see it. I can't imagine. I think it would just be too strange to to embrace. It feels too much to me like something I would go to Vegas or like a, a circus kind of an act where it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I know we're gonna go in and this is gonna be like a moment in time on this Disney ride and then we're done yeah. with it. But to go and like go to the theater here in Milwaukee and see the show. And it's a touring act. It's just kind of a weird proposition. I just feel a little strange about it. It is. It is. It is strange. And I would, you know, I would honestly go just for the curiosity factor if it wasn't if it wasn't the same night as the Eagles, which right. uh, which I definitely have to go to. And I think that makes a lot more sense to go to the Eagles because even if you uh, don't have Glenn Fry there, which I think could have an impact on there, you still got you know Joe Walsh and Don Henley, and you've got the song. So. Um, we'll have to see about that. The other big show coming up that has a big lineup change that I'm really curious about will be Fleetwood Mac too. They're coming back to Pfizer for right. October 28th. That band is touring without Lindsey Buckingham. There obviously has been lots of kind of lineup changes over the years, yeah. but we're at this point really where it's like if if 
I think if we're at a point where if Stevie Nicks didn't do it, Fleetwood Mac couldn't really do this. Yeah. And I think Lindsey Buckingham is pretty is kind of on the cusp there and kind of borderline questionable. I think honestly, if if, if Fleetwood or Mac weren't in it, I think the band could go on. I think those two people, Nicks and Buckingham, are really, really key people. Agreed. Um and I'll be really curious to see how this tour does and fares and how people react to Buckingham not being there. Hmm. You know, he played when they did the Bradley Center a few years ago. He's a very kind of hamish performer. Very much. Yeah, so. he's very over the top. It can be <laughs> a little cheesy, but he's an incredible guitarist. His vocals are our signature there. Signature. Yeah. Man. And so, you know, they've got these two replacements, which are, are really inspired. They've got Mike Campbell from uh, Tom Penny and the Heartbreakers. And of course, it's great that he has work again after. Yes. The uh, untimely end of that group, uh, and they've got Neil Finn, who I, I appreciate as Love well. Neil. He'll be doing the vocals. It's yeah, great, but you know, even with those two talented guys, can they be a replacement for for Buckingham? I mean, Buckingham still was such a uh, important feel for those songs. It'll be strange kind of to hear those songs without his yeah. guitar touches, without his vocals. Uh, I'm really curious. I'm going to go in with an open mind, but I think that's also one where it's like you could really the show could suffer a bit without him. Well, we would love to know your thoughts, your feelings, your feedback. Of course, you can communicate with us on all social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, or email us. RadioMilwaukee.org is the place to find us. Or go to JSOnline.com slash music. Tapped In is produced by Tyrone Miller. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, our members. You can subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Piet, I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time. See you next time.